A warm welcome to you all on this Monday, the 8th of May. As many of you know, these programmes aim to introduce triangles to those people who are new to the work and to encourage them in the forming of their own triangles. They also aim to create a space for those people who are already engaged in triangles to participate in a visualisation exercise to support and strengthen the planetary network. Before we go any further, let us take a moment to come together as a group on the mental plane and say the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. Triangles uses the power of focused thought to uplift, transform and illuminate human consciousness. Three people come together and daily link in thought to circulate energy through the points of their triangle. Each triangle is part of a vast planetary triangular energy field surrounding the planet through which beneficent healing energies can pour into human consciousness. The network is created and vitalized by the daily work of each individual member. The cumulative effect of the many thousands of members all over the world who come together in consciousness to serve humanity makes it a powerful, redemptive and effective tool. Every focus triangle that is added to the network enhances the whole, lightens the mental atmosphere of the planet and helps to relate the inner and outer worlds. Triangles work takes only a few minutes and it can be done at any time during the day and is completed by the sounding of the great invocation which focuses and releases the spiritual energies available, energizing and stimulating the planetary network of light and goodwill. So this is an opportunity for you, if you're new to the work, to become involved in this work. And if you wish to form a triangle, you can actually express your interest um, during this webinar by typing in the chat box. And if you do form a triangle, we would appreciate it if you registered it at um, www.triangles.org. So let us now take a moment 
to visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And now visualize within that sphere a triangle. This is the triangle of the three primary planetary centers, Shambhala, the planetary head center, the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle from point to point, merging and blending the three points, filling the triangle with light. Now superimposed upon that triangle, Visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher. Linking east and west. Past and future. Radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star. The sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center and through the five points of the planetary star. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. And we say together, Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place 
and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. We have just been through the very intense experience of the Wesak festival in the sign of Taurus, when the energies of the fifth ray through Venus and the first ray through Vulcan pour into the planet Earth, which is an expression of the third ray. All these energies are on the line of the first ray Hence the challenges and opportunity associated with this time. The first ray Vulcan is both the esoteric and hierarchical ruler of Taurus and is known as the forger of metals. We read that Vulcan brings the mineral kingdom, the depths from which supply must come under human control. Vulcan is concerned with relating man to the mineral kingdom. And Venus establishes a relation of man to man through the mental energy of humanity. Thus in Taurus, the Shambhala force works through an esoteric triangle of energy, through the will, humanity, and the mineral kingdom. Vulcan relates the will aspect with the builder aspect, seen in the importance of the mineral kingdom in the creation of so much that our modern economies depend. The Tibetan states that the close rapport between the mineral kingdom and humanity is both from the angle of the plan and from the expression of material selfishness. Humanity is very aware of the catastrophic effects on the environment that the overuse of mineral resources is causing. The effects of CO2 are well known, as are the effects on the environment that, that come from the overuse of plastic created from oil the effects of mining, the metals and minerals that create the proliferation of electronics that have become so essential to modern life. The effects of fertilizers, fabric dyes, animal food, medicines, to name just a few, are known. And yet demand for all these things continue unabated, encouraged by corporations and governments in the name of economic growth. It is not just the mineral kingdom that is overused, for the current destruction of our great jungles and forests is happening at an alarming rate, and at a time when CO2 emissions coming from our manufacturing process, processes are growing, despite efforts to reduce them. When CO2 exceeds the vegetable kingdom's ability to absorb, 
as it is the case today, it causes climate chaos. If this continues unchecked, humanity will find it increasingly difficult to survive on the planet. A warning as to this very problem comes via the Agni Yoga teachings in the book Fiery World One. It says, nor is it far from the truth to state that the vortexes of darkness contain a destructive gas, which is not only deadly to the crust of the planet, but can alter the climate and even significantly affect a shifting of the poles. As Gaia theory explains, the Earth and its ecology act as coordinated systems that work to maintain the balance of nature. The Earth as a living system has automatically controlled global temperature, atmospheric content, ocean salinity, and other factors that allow it to maintain its own habitability. Life therefore maintains conditions suitable for its own survival with the human kingdom exerting a great toll on the lower kingdoms, not just the mineral, but the vegetable through deforestation with its associated effects on the animal. The balance of nature is being pushed out to such an extent that the planet is becoming less habitable to humans. Poor air quality, pestilence and disease in crops, droughts and floods, epidemics, forest fires, are all examples of this process. It is a natural process that will lead eventually to a reduction in the human population around the world, which will, of course, reduce the pressure on the lower kingdoms, thus moving the planet back towards equilibrium. As something humanity has the power to avoid, it is important that action is taken now to bring the kingdoms in nature back to a harmonious equilibrium without devastating effects on the human. It was Earth Day on the 22nd of April, a global day of environmental activism. Writing on this day, the World Economic Forum warns that despite all mitigation efforts, the Earth's climate continues to get warmer and to stop it from rising above the one and a half degree limit that has been set Greenhouse gas and CO2 emissions must be reduced by at least 43% by 2030 and at least 60% by 2035. The Tibetan writes that the entire problem of the conscious use of that which exists upon the planet and also its destructive usage is tied together into one most critical situation. He was at the time referring to the World War. But it is interesting to relate this comment to the current world problem. For much of our use of mineral resources have destructive effects on the kingdoms in nature, from the pollution of our air, of our seas and rivers, to the effects on hearts and minds of an overuse of electronics, to a reduction in the nutritional content of vegetables due to excessive use of fertilizers. It is clear to see that it is humanity's material selfishness, the determination to produce and consume at whatever the cost of the planet, that is the root of the climate crisis. 
This was highlighted most powerfully by Pope Francis in 2015, when he wrote, if present trends continue, this century may well witness extraordinary climate change and an unprecedented destruction of ecosystems with serious consequences for all of us. He said, it represents one of the principal challenges facing humanity in our day. Can we really say with all honesty that much inroad into protecting the environment has happened since the Pope wrote these words? There are many good intentions, summits and goals, but there are also many selfish and entrenched forces that seek to divert humanity from right action. And the will to override the status quo is lacking. This is the great test of Vulcan, of the soul ruling desire, of the son of God fashioning his instrument of expression in the depths, grasping the divine purpose, and so bending the will of the little self to that of the greater self. The spiritually intense opportunity of Wezak with its first ray force is an important moment to consider the environmental crisis that faces us all. For it is only through the power of the sacrificial will that humanity will be able to face this crisis full on. We can perhaps take this opportunity of using first-rate energy channeled through the triangle Shambhala, humanity and the mineral kingdom to imbue the triangle's network with the energy of the sacrificial will, allowing the energy of sacrifice to penetrate human consciousness. This will aid the many environmental groups and activists who are striving to bring to public attention the urgency of the current crisis and encourage people to recognize their responsibility to future generations and to take action to create conditions on the planet that are conducive to all life forms. With this in mind, let us now go into our visualization. Link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this triangles meditation group. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart through my group and throughout the world.
using the creative imagination linked with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the centre of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle.
visualize the energies of love, light and goodwill circulating in and around the triangles network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. And we say together the mantram of unification. The souls of all are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet a light with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere.
sound the great invocation, silently or aloud. As you repeat each stanza, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose can flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you. Now this is your time to share any comments or explain any thoughts and impressions that you may have.
and most of you know the form. If you want to speak, then please raise your hand um, and we can unmute you. Or you can put a comment in the chat box and I will read it out. And this, a discussion of the sacrificial will has been very much part of the Arcane School Conference held this past weekend in New York. The keynote of the conferences is let the group affirm the will as an expression of the law of sacrifice. And I suspect that many of you here tonight have been involved in that conference or have part taken part in some form or other or listened to part of it. Um, and of course, there are two more to go. There's one in Geneva, um, which is on the 27th and 28th of May. And you can join in via Zoom or actually attend if you're able. And then the final one is in London on the 3rd and 4th of June. So if you do want to take part, then the links are available on the Lucis Trust website. So let me have a look to see if there are any comments. Hi, Christine. Can you hear me? I can, yes. Hi. Yeah. I don't have too much to share, but since since nobody else was jumping in, I thought I'd just <laughs> sort of share the, the half-formed thoughts I currently have in my head, which is just, you know, you know, you brought up the Arcane School Conference and the and the theme, which was very much about the will. Mm -hmm. And, you know, reflecting on what you brought up about the about the um about the really the climate crisis we're having today mm. and sort of what i was thinking is the relation of desire and of the right control of desire and you mentioned the test of desire in vulcan mm. the great test of vulcan the soul ruling desire and um you know how much of the spiritual path is really about overcoming desire and we just we sort of see that playing out on a sort of dramatic scale with the climate in a lot of ways and it's almost as if, um, you know, all of nature is rising up and saying you can't sort of ignore these sort of spiritual requirements of the new age anymore. You, know, you can't mm -hmm. just sort of quietly in the privacy of your own, <laughs> of your yeah. own little sphere, just continue to sort of um, tread the way of the Piscean age. But mm -hmm. instead now it's becoming a matter of really planetary importance that humanity um, make the 
make make progress in the spiritual path as it's destined to do and destined to do so at this time especially yeah thank you and i mean it does come down to the will because i think most of humanity not most but a, a large proportion of humanity fully understands the crisis that we are facing and fully understands actually what we've each got to do and yet it's still very difficult to do it um, to cut back and to think more carefully about our consumption and about how we consume and it takes that sacrificial will we have to sacrifice meeting our immediate needs and immediate wants and we want to do things quickly and easily um, because we've got so much to do and we have to be more mindful of exactly how we do um, go about our lives and the impact of what we do on the planet um, and it's 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 difficult but even Absolutely. you know even those of us who are really aware of it it's still all too easy to to put ourselves first <laughs> yeah it's just so the whole theme of sacrifice we forget how incredibly difficult it is to truly live mm. up to this ideal of sacrifice but then at the same time once we achieve it we're told that really sacrifice isn't um a giving up of anything at all there's not mm. really any pain and sorrow involved in fact it's sort of just a lifting up of the consciousness into a into a place, into a higher place, and of reaping all the benefits mm. while actually releasing that which has always been holding us back, which we didn't quite realize, but yet we're so attached to, to not really see clearly. Thank you, Christine. It was a great presentation. Thank you. I think there are a few hands up. Um, Wendy, would, would you like to speak, Wendy? Hello, yes. Hello, Wendy. Hello. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything um, clever to say as such, and I know that's not the point of this. <laughs> not <form>. at all. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm just thinking how, you know, my head is saying what, what is preventing me from actually taking the opportunity to share something. And my head's saying, well, you've got nothing to share, nothing clever, you don't know much about anything at the moment. Um, but my heart is saying that I just feel I have to take the opportunity very quickly. When I was a child, I remember saying constantly at home, no one's listening to me, you're not listening. And in school, you know, putting my hand up to say something, or to be the one to answer the question and not not being not being chosen if you like not being recognized and um now we're in this school if you like um where it's really wide open for anyone and no one is really judged and so i hold and i hold back still um <laughs> You know, and I suppose that's these glamours that we have. They're the ones that have to be sacrificed um, mm. in order to grow and to contribute. So, yeah, as I said, I've got nothing particularly clever to 
share but thank you very much Christine it was so lovely to hear your voice wasn't expecting it and it's always <laughs> very comforting thank you Wendy thank um, you for your kind words and um thank you for sharing because exactly I mean we don't have to be clever or say anything particularly enlightening. It's just a group sharing. It's uh, just opening our hearts to each other and saying what we feel. And Yes, and, and um, you know, on your subject, um, which is everybody's subject, I just often feel that there are so many people in this group who know so much more and having a lot to contribute in in that way and I don't want to make anyone wrong for not sharing because it's not you know that's not what it's about either but I I just feel it would be good if people would come forward more and say what it is they know um, because that's very valuable and actually it, it does take courage sometimes to share um, it, and to be vocal. But there are actually quite a lot of pans up. <laughs> You've motivated people to talk, so thank you, Wendy. Oh, We've well, great. Oh, shut up now. <laughs> okay, thank I'm you. I'm mute myself. I've lost everything. Where's it gone? Okay, so we've got um, Sam. Can you hear me, Sam? Would you? Oh, are you there, Sam? Nope. Ah, can you hear oh, me, Sam? Yes, we can ah. hear you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Christine. That was that was wonderful topic to to know that it's going out there. It's so important, and um, I just wanted to sort of add. We are going through this transition and we need to support um, all the groups that, that are helping on the, on the physical realm as, as much as on our spiritual realm. Uh, uh, people who, people like Merlin Sheldrake has um, pointed out, who are helping tr to transform us into um, using um, fungus instead of oil. Mm -hmm. um, for so many things for healing i mean it can they're using it for healing bees and um making products so it's not out of plastic i mean even to m building houses and so on um but they don't get enough um sharing of what they're doing and everything so yeah and yeah Thank you. That's Thank the beauty you. of our work, isn't it? That we mm. we are working on the, the mental and the soul plane to stimulate the new group of world service, to, to aid them, to um, increase their potency, to make their message stand out and more magnetic to humanity in general. So it's all important, uh, the, our inner work and their outer work, and we all work together. And gradually, it is happening. Um, there's so much exciting stuff going on um, in the world, so much transformation. Um, 
and uh, it's important to recognize it. So thank you, Sam. Um, we've got uh, John. John, thank you. Yep. Thank you. Go thank ahead. you, Chris. <laughs> thank you, Christine. And thank you, Wendy, for getting the ball rolling. Uh, there's so much energy present now, even with the humming waves after a full moon of Taurus, that I think people are finding it hard to express it. One thing I thought I might bring to the group was I spent some time Saturday watching the coronation. The image that caught my eye was the woman carrying the sword in blue, mm. the most potent and powerful image, I thought. Mm. Uh, she's a representative of the British government, Penny Mordant, um, mm. North Portsmouth. I don't know that much about the political side of things, but I thought that the strength that she embodied, mm. the beauty of the color of her dress, mm. and the absolute stern look on her face really spoke to me and I thought I would present that to the group and see if anyone else had recognized or felt some resonance with this most powerful image that was presented on the world stage just this past weekend. Well thank you for that and actually the press has in the UK has been um, very, very much supportive of Penny Mordaunt and her role. And um, those things that you've said are exactly what's been, you know, passing through the, the media of, of the strength. And she had to train, apparently, for, for weeks to actually build up the strength to hold that um, sword for such a long time, um, motionless. I mean, it was very impressive. So, yes, thank you for... And I thought what was another wonderful thing about the coronation was the um, the, the 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 multiple multitude of faiths that were were there, you know, in Westminster Abbey. That there were there were people from all religious traditions there, and and I think that's a lot to do with King Charles himself, who's very much a a believer in in the many faiths and each having um, something to say, something to offer on the path to, to the one. So, yeah, thank you for sharing. Well, thank you. A real conjunction of uh, sixth ray devotion with the incoming seventh ray of ceremony and mm. magic. As the, mm. the new era begins, the old forms fall away, but form yet remains. Yeah, thank you. Loretta, Loretta, would you like to speak? Yes. Sorry, sorry I might have pronounced your name incorrectly. I'm sorry oh, about that. You said it beautifully, Lirita. Um, I Yes, John, I had, I too had that same, uh, uh, that symbol that she held, uh, the energy that she held was very, Mm, very powerful one and two it it to me it spoke of the divine feminine um it was a holding of that energy of the divine feminine throughout the whole mm. ceremony which is very powerful and um part of the seventh ray as far as i'm concerned 
Um, but one of the things that I wanted to say in reference to the triangles meditation work, I'm finding this is the first time I'm doing it in this group. Mm -hmm. um, um, I've done it before um, with linked with other uh, triangles. But uh, one thing I'm feeling is that it's a very gentle energy. It's not, um, I, 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 I feel energy strongly. So it's, it's not an energy that's, hmm, maybe it'll change over time. Um, but it's a very gentle, um, the energy of Ray too is very strong mm. in, this, in this meditation. It's not as extremely powerful. I mean, it's not, doesn't hit you and knock you down, but it's true. Uh, just pure love energy um, that well, it's mm, sorry go ahead I'm sorry <laughs> I was gonna say it's the energy of um, goodwill um, and goodwill is a gentle energy isn't it it's a, it's a sort of people giving each other the space to be who they want to be so goodwill and also the energy of love um, love and goodwill, light and goodwill, raising the general vibration of human consciousness. That's that's the aim of of the Triangles Network to raise the vibration of um, of of the of the mental nature, so that it becomes more open to the more subtle energies of love and goodwill. So yeah. So it, it, I, I would agree it is a gentle energy. Gentle but powerful and potent. Thank you. I can see that there's a lot going on in the chat, although I'm struggling to actually get it up on my computer. Um. Oh, there are so many comments. And thank you for all your wonderful comments and I will get to read them um, after, after the meeting. I uh, like uh, Therese has said, right action is ultimately joyful as our soul sings for the beauty of the alignment. That's beautiful. Thank you. And Catherine says, yes, sacrifice is about focus, mindfulness, appreciation, and the beautiful experience of peace from alignment. And as George says, there's no such thing like sacrifice, only a shift of consciousness and identification. Yeah, and as uh, Maya has brought up, King Charles has been an environmental activist, well, perhaps not activist, advocate, as, as you have said, for decades. Yes, ahead of the curve, probably. 
Okay. Are any hands? Wend, sorry, Wend, I didn't realize. Would you like to speak? Yes, Hello. just, are you there? Yep. Um, just to say, in response to your talking about the environment and that urge to do something and a sense of nothing I do is going to change it, I have been listening to some various talks over the last couple of days talking about uh, the sun and how we've kind of, uh, our our world has begun to ignore the sun by building uh, tall buildings, working in buildings all day, staying inside, looking at screens, all of this, and um, really tracing a lot of illnesses in health to the fact that we've kind of begun ignoring the sun and staying inside and not really uh, getting much sun anymore. And they Mm. are urging us just to, in the morning, first thing, get up and get those first rays of sunlight in the morning and go out and see the sun and get that sunset in the Mm. evening. And that this kind of restores our circadian rhythms, Mm. which brings us more not only into health, but into alignment with each other. And that all kinds of uh, healthy things can come from that. I really like that idea and I've been practicing it myself and it's, it's a beautiful, easy thing that we can do. Mm-hmm. And um, just wanted to share that. Thank you, Wend. And you're, you're very, very right. I mean, modern life, uh, we're inside too much and children spend a lot of time inside um, rather than out climbing trees and running around and being outside. And the Tibetan does actually say in his teachings that it's important. Uh, the sunshine is very important. And the sun, we need to get the sun on our forearms um, and on on, the, on our back to absorb the prana that's so important to our vitality. And, and of course... Go on, sorry. Oh, just going to say that, you know, way back when, when we started getting involved in oil and and mining and all of that, so much of the sun, the sun can provide so much more Mm -hmm. than we are taking advantage of. And um, you just wonder if we took all that energy and effort and money to oil and put it into using, figuring out how to use the sun, how far ahead we'd be right now um so there's a lot in that line of thought there's a a long ways you can go yes thank you thank you thank you wind um jessica um i'm unmuting you do you want to speak hi hello jessica hi everybody um grateful to be here with you all and uh grateful for the group energy and the light and love that pours through these portals of our souls together. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just to say that first. Mm -hmm. And um, the the inspiration came from, I forget the lady's name, she said for us to speak up. So (laughs) I said, okay. I felt the call to action. Um, so the <laughs> message that <laughs> I'm guided to share is coming through from on high <clears throat> as a reminder for us all to contemplate, which is that 
it's really, and this is also based on a conversation I was having with a dear friend earlier today uh, regarding uh, the world and the state of the world and the struggles that we go through as human beings and how, just how, are we ever going to overcome it all? <clears throat> was kind of the preface of the conversation. And so I said to him that it's really an inside job. And we forget that really easily because we're pressed on all sides and especially more now. That said, um, a lot of you brought up this point, uh, which is in alignment with the truth of the, this moment, which is that um, <clears throat> when we enter into grace of alignment with our soul, the inner sun, then we can truly mm -hmm. shine and, and it inspires us to write action. So. Uh, this friend, I think a lot of us can relate to this, myself included, that the struggles are necessary, you know, for us to um, to grow and evolve and, and be what we truly are. And um, that there, there is another path and that uh, he was asking, you know, when is it going to become easier? Is there an easy path? Mm -hmm. Right. And I said, well, yeah, there is that said it's laden with obstacles, so it's not commonly tread that said, if you choose to, you know, partake in it and and face each challenge square on and integrate the lessons and the wisdom and go forth, then it'll be easy for you, <laughs> <laughs> all of us. So, um, yeah, just the message that's been coming through for this soul and, of course, all of us, because we're all connected, is that reminder that no matter what's externally occurring, no matter how it looks, that the job is inward and that the reminder is that we have the power within. We don't necessarily need anything outwardly. No. So that, thank that's you. Thank you, welcome. Jessica. Thank you. And I, I guess also um, there are so many people today um, uh, striving to walk a spiritual path. And there are many, many different spiritual paths all heading the same way. And nowadays there are so many, you know, in the past it was the odd individual um, walking towards the light. And the majority of humanity was you know, completely immersed within the materiality. Um, nowadays, there are groups of individuals all over the world, all striving for the light and striving to redeem themselves and working together in group formation. And you can see due to this group um, action, this group striving, the, the problems that we are facing are becoming more and more evident and the obstacles are bigger and group related because we are now, humanity is now beginning to work as a group. The world disciple is making itself known. Um, so I, yes, we've got troubles and we've got crisis to overcome but we're going to overcome it because there is such a force now within humanity 
Um, so there's only reason for optimism. There's a great tide of light working through humanity and it's very clear to see. So thank you all for participating this evening in this very important work. And um, thank you for your time. And hopefully we'll see you again next week. So we'll just take a moment before we sign off. Thank you.